recorded live. Jesus, we love. 
Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. We thank God this evening for the privilege to be able to worship him, to be able to adore him, to be able to lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting, give praises to our creator. God has created us. He has blessed us. He has preserved us. We give him all glory, all the honor. And all the praise. We thank God for each of you. We pray that the Lord is blessing you very, very well, wherever this broadcast is finding you. Uh, For those of you that have been worshiping with us, that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Divine Positioning. Divine 
positioning. So much of our being blessed by God has to do with you and I being in the right place. Being in the right place, divine position. We were having some few technical difficulties, children of God, but uh, I think we we are all right now. But divine positioning, just being in the right place. God knows where His He's going to put His blessings. He sent you His prophets, His apostles, to try and position you in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. God says, that, make sure you tell my people, Robert, that divine positioning is more than just physically being in place. It's the whole man being in place. Some people, Jesus would physically heal them. Others, he would say that you have been made well. That's a little deeper than just physical. There's some people that get a physical healing from God and still end up in hell. Well, that's not, that's not the angle we're trying to, to go with this thing. We don't just want a physical healing from We want, we want to be made well. We want God to work on and to fix up the whole man. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 talks about, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. God wants to position each of us, and God wants to position all of us. Somebody ought to write that down. He wants to position each of us as children of God individually, individual members of the body of Christ, but then he wants to position all of us. In other words, our spirit, our soul, our body, our hearts, our minds. He wants to do just that. We looked at capital A in our outline on the mountain of the Lord. And as you look deeply into the life of the great patriarch Abraham, and you, you, you go over that account in Genesis 22 about him going to sacrifice Isaac, not only was he in the right place physically, come on somebody, but he was in the right place spiritually. See, some of us, we can go to where God told us to be, but don't be there for the right reason. Don't be there paying attention, but be there looking for an excuse to leave. Yeah, you you there physically, but you're not there spiritually or, or, or in your heart and in your mind. So we want to let God, um, you know, position us uh, through and through. Capital A on the mountain of the Lord, Genesis 22 and 13, Deuteronomy 9 and 9. And it brought us on down to capital B in our outline, so we don't cause offense. So we don't cause offense. Now we're talking again. We're still on divine positioning. And one of the things that God will do with us, as, as much as he can, is try to position us and have us doing things so that we don't cause what? Offense. The Bible talks about how that we are to make it our ambition, what? To live at peace with all men. That's our ambition now, but if, you know, if you want to keep right on acting crazy, then we, we may, you know, maybe we can't live in peace. But, you know, that's our ambition. That's what we're trying to do. We want to look at Matthew chapter 17 with a special focus uh, on verse 27. Matthew chapter 17, verse 27.
From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Jesus said, But so that we may not offend them, go to the lake, throw out your line, take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you will find a four drachma coin. Take it, give it to them for my tax and yours, so that we don't cause an offense. Matthew seventeen twenty seven. once again from the New International Version. But so that we may not offend them, go to the lake, throw out your line, take the first fish you catch, open his mouth, and you will find a four drachma coin. Take it and give it to them for my tax and yours, so that we don't cause offense. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Again, we thank you tonight, Father, for doing what you do, being who you are. We appreciate you, Father, for life, health, strength, uh, meeting our needs, Father, supplying all of our needs according to your rhythm.
All right, Saints, we had, again, some technical difficulty, but we are back. Uh, for those of you all just joining us, we are in Matthew chapter 17, verse 27. And we're working on capital B in our outline so that we don't cause offense. So that we don't cause offense. Jesus was the most interesting character that you ever going to learn anything about. And he, he was so interesting that the religious leaders of his day who were devoid of the spirit of God, they did about just about just what the carnal mind does when faced with such a character. Jesus would blast the religious leaders of his day most every chance that he got. He would blast them coming in. He would blast them going out. He called them snakes. He called them whitewashed tombs. He called them vipers. He called them uh, all kind of things. And he would be doing this stuff right in their what? Face. Jesus wasn't a backbiter. Jesus wasn't a gossiper. A backbiter and gossiper normally is a scared characters. They got a whole lot to say behind your back, but in front of your face, they they won't, you know, they don't have the courage. Jesus would be saying the stuff he had to say to people right in front of their face to the place where some of his disciples came to him on one occasion and told him, you know, Jesus, the religious leaders were offended when you said them things. And Jesus' attitude was basically like, I don't care. Any tree that my heavenly father has not planted will be plucked up by the roots or chopped down or something. I can't remember. But Jesus was like, I don't care. The disciples were like, yo, Jesus, you know, take it easy. You know, chill out a little bit. You know, the religious leaders, they, they, they you hurt their feelings with that, what you were saying. Jesus was like, I don't even care. So he would offend the religious leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, just about every chance he got. But here, for some reason, <laughs> you know, for some reason, he wanted to say, say he had a reason. Now, we may not know it right now, or, or, or may, you know, but he had a reason, and, and, and what God is bringing to my spirit now is God said, Robert, it's the same thing then as it is today. He said, you know, a lot of times you can say things to people, and that be one thing. He said, but when you start messing with greedy folks' money, mm, my grandfather used to tell me that as a, as a young man. You know, I have seen individuals right here in the United States. I've shared this in different parts of Africa. I said, look. I said, you know, in the United States, you got to be very careful. I said, you can get more time for messing with folks' money than you can for killing somebody. I don't know how many hundreds of years they gave Bernie Madoff for uh, that Ponzi scheme that, that he put together. Hundreds of years, and he was about 70, 60, or 70 when they locked him up. I think he got about 180 years messing with people' money. Now, Jesus done already told us that, you know, that 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 that, that uh, in the last days, men would be lovers of 
money. Lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, lovers of money. So so I'm 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 beginning to get a a, a framework here as to why Jesus didn't want to offend in this snake, viable, whitewashed tomb, woe unto you, you know, all kinds of but Jesus look, I know how they can get when it comes down to that money. Let's get ready to close so that we don't cause offense. Jesus, look, I, I know the I know the things to cause offense in and the things that we need to get straightened what? Out. Look at what the Bible says. Back to verse twenty four. After Jesus and his disciples arrived in Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma tax came to Peter and asked, Doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Collectors of the two drachma tax. They won't into all of that teaching at the temple or all of that healing on the mount. One of the saints says, well, it's tax time now. It's tax time now. All of that, we ain't, look, I'm hearing the, I'm hearing the collectors of the two drachma tax saying in the spirit, I'm not here to dispute all of the religiosity or the miniature of the what I want is the two drachma tax. What one of the saints said, whether it should be done or who is the I'm doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? And I'm looking at Peter here. Because, you know, Peter didn't have any knowledge of Jesus paying the temple tax. But one thing Peter knew is you don't play around with the temple tax. Now, you know, I, and my spirit goes to, to Nigeria now. Because if any of you all ever get a chance to visit Nigeria, what you're going to see is you're going to see some boys. They call them area boys. Now you'll be taking you'll be taking public transport, maybe a bus from place to place, but you'll see these area boys. They will run right up and jump on the bus that you are riding. They will jump right in through an open door. They will I've seen them running just as fast as the bus is driving, jump on, be hanging in because there is there is money, kind of like you know, it's kind of like a almost like a, a, a tax really for those bus drivers that are that are operating to stop in a particular area or to pick up and put off and these guys be wanting their money and i mean i have seen them i have seen them do all kind of things you know sometimes individuals they take they take motorbikes i've seen some of these area boys grab the, the and normally they you know they're kind of rougher rough these rough guys these kind of rough guys i've seen them grab handlebars on on motorbikes you know and almost throw the people down you know in order to collect the the money from the driver, you know, and in fact, the Lord is taking me back in my spirit because I was I was coming back from a place a little bit late at night and riding on the back of a bike, and the bike to my left, one of the area boys grabbed the handlebars of the guy. He was trying to drive and get away. He grabbed the, the handlebars. Everybody fell. Boom, blam, boom. You know, and he was demanding the money. He wouldn't let wouldn't let none of the none of the bikes go. 
you know, and you know, he stopped stopped my bike as well. And uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say what I said to him, you know, here like this. This will be for maybe another time. But uh, you know, um, what he wanted was that money. All of whatever else uh, is going on, that's your business. You come through here. What we need is that tax, that money. Well, 2,000 years ago, Jesus' disciples, they didn't come to Jesus, came to his disciples. Doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Peter didn't know. Peter didn't know. But what come out of Peter's mouth was, because he was going to ask Jesus about this later on, but he, he answered wisely to the temple tax collectors. Yes, he, yes, he does, he replied. The Bible says when Peter came into the house, Jesus was the first to speak. In other words, Jesus knew exactly what Peter was going to want to talk about. Because Peter wanted to make sure those taxes were paid too, and rightfully so. Now, again, we're talking about, we're talking about so that we don't cause an offense. You know, does this mean that we're never going to cause offense as children of God? No. This means that by sensitivity to the spirit of God, we know what to cause offense in and what not. One of the saints is saying it's a time and a place. Jesus asked the question, what do you think, Simon? He asked, from whom do the kings of the earth collect duties and taxes? In other words, Jesus was saying, look, Peter, I know what you just been through. Just like Jesus had to tell Nathan before, what was it, Philip came to you? I saw you under the, under the tree. Jesus, even though Jesus sometimes wouldn't be with his disciples physically, he was with his disciples spiritually. And any good leader or overseer in the, is going to be with you, even if they're not with you physically, be with you spiritually. Jesus did. Peter didn't have to fill Jesus in on what he had just experienced and what he had just went through. Because Jesus stayed in prayer for his disciples, because Jesus stayed in communion with God in regards to his disciples, because Jesus stayed, he stayed, Jesus said, look, I know what you just went through. I know just what happened. I know what happened on the job today. I know what happened in your marriage. I know what happened in your, in your finances. From whom do the kings of the earth collect duties and taxes? From their own sons or from others? From others, Peter answered. Then the sons are exempt. Jesus said, is, is, is that, that how this thing works? The sons are exempt. So Jesus said, look, there's some folk that, you know, I, I think I had heard somewhere Donald Trump was talking about how he didn't pay any federal taxes. All them billions of dollars or however much money. And, you know, because of, you know, having lawyers or having accountants or having individuals who are able to find uh, loopholes and manipulate the system. He didn't pay pay any any taxes, any federal tax. I think that was that was what I had had read somewhere, you know. And how things sometimes go. Sometimes the four afford the individual ways to get around doing all kind of things, you know. Because for whatever whatever obstacle there is, there's a way around it. Whatever the obstacle is. Even God said, Robert, even hell. 
God said, there's a, there's a way around hell of faith in my only begotten son, Jesus Christ. There's a way for you under the sound of my voice around hell. You don't have to go through hell. But now if you choose to, if you choose not to take the way that God has provided that will take us around hell, sometimes you'll be driving and you maybe they'll tell you, you know, the, the, the bridge is out. But maybe you can take the tunnel. Or maybe you can, uh, you know, maybe there's another road somewhere. But if you just decide that you're going to go the bridge route when they done told you that the bridge is out, then whatever happened to you, that's your own fault. Well, God is letting humanity to know that you must be born again. If flesh give birth to flesh. In other words, all of what people is trying to tell you in the flesh. All of the books that have been written, all of the tapes that have been made, all of the stuff that's flesh. All of that stuff that don't involve faith in God's only begotten son, Jesus Christ, will lead you straight to hell. You might do it with a six-pack abs. You might do it with six figures in the bank. But flesh gives birth to flesh. Doesn't mean that, that you can't get some things that, that seem pretty good and that look pretty good and feel pretty good. But if it's flesh, at the end of the day, flesh giving birth to flesh, and at the end of the day, all of it's going to go to hell. You must be born again. God says that there must be a there must be a monkey wrench thrown into the program of the flesh. Jesus is the monkey wrench thrown into the program of the flesh. You know what they say to throw a monkey wrench in something? That means you stop that from working. Somebody throw a monkey wrench into my program. That means that, that my program couldn't work no more. Well, Jesus, faith in Jesus Christ is a monkey wrench in the devil's program. May Jesus Christ be a monkey wrench in the devil's program in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. The sons are exempt. But then Jesus came back and said, but so that we may not offend them. Jesus, look, I know who to offend. But this particular group right here, we don't want to offend them. First of all, they haven't told you anything wrong. Uh-oh. You say, Apostle, what you're saying now? Ain't nothing wrong with paying taxes. I've been in countries where a lot of times folk don't want to pay taxes and driving on roads that, that, that you can't even. You can't even. For the potholes so deep, potholes deep. That we enjoy in this country. You like driving on a good road just like I do. You like having street lights just like I do. Well, somebody got to pay for that. You like having sidewalks on the, that, that you can walk on just like I do. Nothing wrong with paying taxes. Jesus, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with, with paying taxes. Now, does that mean that sometimes men don't get greedy? No, I'm not saying that. God's going to deal with that. Does this mean that sometimes men don't don't charge more than what they should have. That was one of the problems that a lot of folk had with the tax collectors of Jesus' day. They were oftentimes charging people more than they should. Not saying that. But under, you know, we got to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. Render unto God that which is God. In other words, what the government, that what the government is asking us for, if it's not sin, then we need to, we need to come up with that. We need to come up with that. So that we may not offend them, go to the lake. Now watch this now, because we're still talking about divine positioning. 
Divine positioning will keep you from offending the wrong ones. Listen at the instruction. Go to the lake. Throw out your line. Take the first fish you catch. Open its mouth. Now watch this now. Watch this. This is this is this is heavy now. Become but Peter was a fisher man. Now God called him away from being a fisherman as a full-time profession, but the Lord said, look, in special situations, go back. Do what I know you can do very well. Not that not that I'm sending you back as a full profession, but but this is a special what? Circumstance. Praise the living God. Take the first fish you catch. You know how to do that, don't you? That is what I called you from. I know you know how to do that because that's what you were doing when I called you into what you're doing now. But go back and do that. In the spirit. have two drachmas in his mouth. The fish had four drachmas. There's a fish out there. There's a fish out there. We're about done, children of God. We're talking about divine positioning again. And, and again, all of this, you know, the important thing here is sensitivity to the Spirit of God. This wasn't something that Peter could just elect and go and do on his own. I think we're having some more technical difficulties saying you all are just going to have to kind of bear with us. I don't know why. Why we having all of these problems. Open its mouth and you will find a four drachma coin. Take it. Give it to them. Not not go and try to find out who lost it. Put it in lost. Mm, not this one. Take it. Give it to them for my taxes and your divine positioning in the kingdom of God will have you rendering unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and rendering unto God that which is God. And they won't with divine positioning, sensitivity to the spirit. There won't be a conflict. There won't be a conflict. So you had some groups that were opposed to Roman rules. I believe it was the Essenes or the Zealots. They didn't want the Romans to be ruling them, so they were kicking against everything that the Romans were trying to put down. Jesus, uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. No. Take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. Divine positioning will keep you and I from offending the wrong one. There are there are those we are called to offend, but then there are those that we are called to appease. There are those we are called to rebel and kick against. There are those we are called to submit and obey. May God continue to bless you, saints, and heaven smile on each of you. Don't know if we are still broadcasting as we're having 
some problems here with the the machine. Uh, an epileptic is a person that be having seizures. Um, 